This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com www.k-a-n-g-a-r-o-o-f-e-r-n.com Hi guys, welcome to Love, Growth and Freedom with Adrian Duarte and today is the beginning of my wonderful Pride series where I have invited a group of friends and a group of people to discuss things about the LGBTQIA community and what we experience as a whole and what it means to be a part of this community and why we always strive to fight for equal rights. So here, um, I just want to say thank you for all of you who has been supporting this podcast from the start. I am so grateful. Uh, my heart really is just filled with love and gratefulness for all of the support that you've been giving me. So if you guys still want to continue on listening to this podcast, you can stay here and stay tuned. And also you can just look me up on Love, Grown, and Freedom on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, and YouTube as well. Woo! And if you want to reach me, you can reach me at Eduard Lim on Instagram, Love Growthy on Twitter, and Love Growth and Freedom on Facebook. So, without further ado, I am here wearing my kimono, a trademark of mine, and a crop top. Because, well, pride. <laughs> Happy pride. So this is one of, like... One of the few episodes that I've been working really hard on, and not really one of the few, it's really one of the like the hardest episode I've been working on, I guess. I just want to say that because this is a personal note that I'm putting out. Um, so being a gay person growing up has been difficult for me, and I know it has been difficult for everybody else. So which, in turn, why I wanted to like do this episode to shed a light on the things that we go through as a community and as individuals, as human beings per se. So, I hope you join me in this journey to, like, listen to about the things that this society or the community has or have been experiencing from the very start. Uh, I've, I have invited a lot of my friends, and I also, like, had great episodes. And to top it all off, I made an episode that discusses about feminism and LGBTQIA community and so many more. So, please stay tuned on, the, on this Pride series. I'm really just excited for you to... Um, to hear this and the reason being why I wanted this to like come out as an episode because well I think pride month is just more than like celebrating it with pride it's just more than just waving the rainbow flag all over and saying um, equal rights or stuff because I believe that a lot of people had to go through so many more things just for us to have this certain freedom and liberty to actually just be who are, who we are as a person. And I want to respect that. And I want to also like shed a contemporary light for all the people who has, who has experienced this, like me and some other people who's been going through this. And to be a beacon of light for the people who's still going through this now and that there's a light at the end of the tunnel. How cliche that could be. But, you know, I know what it feels like to struggle from within to just figure out yourself. And it's hard enough that the world is like a very scary and bad place for us to start with. But, you know, journeying and, and figuring out ourselves throughout the way is such a difficult process. And I want to be there for people who's having troubles with doing that themselves. And that's why I have invited 
those people. And also, I'm wearing this kimono because this is my trademark. And yes, I stand with pride. Okay. I want to start with the world is a scary, scary place. Again, the world is a scary place. I've seen how dark the world can get for people who don't belong. To people who live in the shadows, afraid to let the light in because they, all they ever heard was the darkness that is out there. Growing up as a gay kid, it was difficult to face each day with my head held high. Confusion struck like lightning and I was left alone to go through my own thoughts and what I am. As scary the, as the world is, there are safe spaces for people like me. For people who were forced to stay in the shadows until some people brought them to the light and see the beauty in the world. I guess that's why we as a community have the rainbow as our flag. To show that there is that glimmer of hope for the people in the shadows and people who don't think that they could face whatever things that come their way. I'm calling out to you now, whoever is listening that needs this. I am here. We are here. There are people like me and you, and allies all over this world to show you and remind you that you belong regardless of whatever anyone says. So, I don't know, it's a message for everybody because I, I went through this, like, multiple times. And I think there's a lot of other people who have went through worse and who have went through hell just to, like, be who they are today. And, you know, what I think about when people suffer, I think... Yes, they have the right to be actually mad at the world. Like, yeah, for the world treating them this way, the worst way possible. But, you know, as someone who was lucky enough to actually have a family that supports me and, and loves me, regardless of who I am, regardless of my sexuality, I am just really happy and just like in a place where I think I should be able to spread the love that I have to the people around me. So... Um, growing up gay is a difficult thing because there are so many thoughts that go through your head. Like, from my experience, I knew since I was, um, since I was preschool. And, I mean, not preschool, kinder, kinder, or prep. And I guess what, like, whatever that is make me feel a little, um, you know, scared because when I was a kid I never knew what that meant but I just really knew and figured out that yeah um I have a crush on a guy I was like oh this guy is cute this boy is cute I like him and I just want to be with him or like surround myself with his energy but it wasn't really like an idea of it wasn't anything malicious. It was just like really, oh, okay, he's cute. I want to stay here and I want to be friends. I want to be best friends. And and going back to that, I remember being like um, clingy or more receptive to like boy best friends. I did have like a couple of boy best friends then, but I wouldn't say I would be like, oh, he's my best friend. But deep inside, I think I wanted to be like, okay, um, it's a crush. It's not just a best friend thing, but it started as as that, I guess. But, like, going back through it, it was not really something that I knew how to discuss and how to, like, work on it. So, growing up and in, in, back into grade one, I had suffered, like, bullying. I knew I was different. I felt, like, different going through grade school. So, on my end, I didn't know what I was. I had a crush on a boy. And I was acting a little effeminate for my age and since I was still young people still don't question what it was and 
what it is. Why do I act that way? But I do. I did have those tendencies. I did have those characteristics that shows how flamboyant I can be. And entering grade one, I recently like watched Harry Potter, and that that was um that became my thing with my dad, like watching Harry Potter, Harry Potter together, and it was one of our thing. Um, as a family that we did was watch the whole series together. Like when it comes out of the cinema, we watch it. And I remember like watching Harry Potter and having a solid like crush on Harry Potter. And I wrote it down somewhere in a notebook, I guess, or in a piece of paper. And I threw it out. And then like one of like one of my classmates like found out about it. And he was like, ooh, crush Monsieur Harry Potter. Eh, you're, you have a crush on Harry Potter and, and you're gay, you're gay. And, like, and that's when... Like everything started because someone figured out that I was like liking Harry Potter more than like, or whatever. I just wrote I love Harry Potter, and then it it came out as that oh he's someone different, and people started doing that. So, and I guess when that came and when that person just like went for it and just teased me and like bullied me about being someone in love with Harry Potter, people started like asking questions, and and it wasn't. Something that, like, I, um, I don't know, I dealt with so badly, I think. Um, when that happened, I was just like, I retracted, I isolated, and I'm like, no, that's not true. Like, I'm still going through some stuff. So I was like, oh, I don't think that's true. And if that is, I don't think I want, don't, I want to be this way. So I've been, like, wanting to have a crush on girls. And I, I, I did. I did, like have crushes on girls but I always say oh I just admire them like they're just an inspiration I just find them pretty so like I I can notice and I knew back then that okay they're just pretty I don't really feel something towards them that's more than just like admiration and I was like okay well it went on and it went on I I became the person who I am I I just stuck to being me so I was trying to like make friends and make like a solid group of friends in the school, but it doesn't seem like I did back in grade school because I was always like in confusion, hiding something or just plain different. And uh, at grade three, I had an incident where somebody told me that I shouldn't be studying in that school because I was gay. So I was like, ah, oh, okay. And then I, I, I clapped back with saying, you shouldn't be studying here because you, you're actually, you know, a no-brainer. You're, you're, not, you're not even doing good in school and I don't even know why you're here. So it's really like I was told that I shouldn't be in that school because I was gay. For, for someone who I, I was, but looking back, I was actually performing very well and okay in school. And mainly because... I knew I was different and I knew I was overcompensating for something that, you know, I was really like working towards something and um, thinking that if I become great, maybe they would overlook the fact that I'm gay. So that was a mindset all throughout elementary. And though I've made friends, I, I did. I think I've made friends, but I, I can realize now or I realize now that I was closed off back in elementary because I was so afraid that people were out to get me. Like, with that secret that I had or with that something that I was working on with myself, I was so afraid that people wouldn't understand or would would see, like, see the ruse that it is some... I'm gay. So, 
I was scared because everybody was treating me differently already. Everybody was like just so, you know, um, adamant about calling me out as gay and and calling people out as gay. And they they would actually just, you know, um, bully you for being one. And it it was scary. I, I, I just found it to be like a horrifying moment where you'd see people, you know, bully you for just being gay. And... I remember even being called the bold star, but even I wasn't. I wasn't even promiscuous then. I wasn't even like, you know, oh, me, I'm gay. No, I wasn't like that. I was just a happy kid trying to, like, navigate through the world. I was just wanting to be great, like, in all aspects. And I also remember being laughed at by the whole class when I stood up and my English teacher just called me and said, oh, you say present when, when, when... I call your name and I did, I said, present. And everyone laughed at me because it sounded like, I guess, effeminate. And everybody was like, ah, laughing at me. And, and then my teacher corrected them. And you were like, you know, that was right. That's how you pronounce it, present. And I was like, oh, thank you. Because I've always felt, you know, behind the scenes because I'm not normal. I wasn't normal. That was what's going through in my head. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that people like me, uh, part of the LGBTQ community, struggles especially at a, a young age. I don't think any one of us knew what it meant to be gay, knew what it meant to be a minority, knew what it meant for us if we went down that path. And if you only knew how much effort we all put, or how much effort I put, I wouldn't speak for everybody, but how much effort I put to try and change myself and or the effort that I put in being someone great just to be accepted. I really like, pushed myself to get grades that I needed and on top of that I did have a tiger mom growing up in elementary where she said oh it's either you get three mistakes or two that's the most mistakes you can get in an exam and I didn't get that so I was just an average student but I made it work I guess um I wasn't bad at school I was at least round well-rounded and one thing that I also like can do, or the moment that I knew that I was gay, I was like, I never really liked basketball. I, I don't think it's a gay thing, but it's just I never really liked basketball because I was so afraid of, like, looking gay. Because I couldn't. I, I can't look as masculine as the other boys. And it was just, like, plain scary, you know? I When I look at it now, my childhood was a bit scary, but, like, I found it scary being in that closet and as a kid. But I did have wonderful people that, like, transcended away from just, you know, typing me or stereotyping me as a gay person and just, like, leaving me out there. Now, I had friends who became my friends because of our same interests and hobbies. Um, childhood friends that we play outside, you know, we play outside and, and we do childish, uh, childy things or childish things. And I'm grateful for them because they made me who I am today. And I'm just like, I'm glad. And I still do have connections with them, but it's not as strong as it was before. But I am glad that they saw through that. They saw through, like, above and beyond being gay. And that was what I think was scary for all of us back in the day when we were young kids. Because all it was, when you're in school, all you hear are the things that, matter outside and and 
you don't get to have much of your time for yourself and your own thoughts because you have so many things to do and you have so many things to worry about and that includes what people think about you. So fast forward to high school. Um, high school, I just, you know, started to accept that, yes, I think I'm different. I, sh- I could be different. And I experienced also a worse kind of bullying, which I already explained to you guys about like someone peeing in my water jug and whatever just because for the sake of it or I guess because just because I was gay and he thinks I wouldn't fight back but I did I did the way I knew how so um we became okay people I guess we he became nicer to me afterwards and then he actually just like vanished after three years two years I don't know but um I remember that because that was a turning point for me and that's when I became vengeful, became like, I'm not going to let people hurt me. I'm going to be like, I'm going to be the greatest person alive. And all of you straight people who bullied me or all of you who bullied me will be at the bottom of my feet and be like, I am the queen. <laughs> I am the queen or the king or whatever that is. But I will be on top. And it worked for a while. Um... So anger drove me to be someone more than I was. So I joined, I became president of my class. I joined the student council and I tried to change a whole whole lot of things. But after that experience, I did have a guide, a wonderful set of guardian angels brought to me by God or who, yeah, whoever that is. And, and, um, they have brought me to like a a place where I was able to think about myself and learn more about how these things are. So th- they were God sent to me. They were my guidance counselors and they were really helpful. They were really like hands on with me whenever I think about something. I tell it to them and I feel about it. And they're like, yes, let's look at that. Let's understand where this is coming from. And they made me feel loved and they made me feel heard and understood. So yeah, that was a journey. See, you see it? You see the pattern of like being alone and then like going through so much in adolescence or puberty where a lot of things has been like bombarding you with information and your body is changing and everything about you is changing and everything in your life is changing and you still have to go through this an identity crisis of who you are and what you are and how to accept it because we are taught that in this society that is a bad thing and that's the worst thing that you could be up until this age that's the one thing that's true people still think about this as a bad thing and uh, yeah um and another milestone that I would always remember is that I've never cried about the whole thing. I've never opened up to anyone. I was like just dealing with my own stuff and working on my things. So what I did when when I was able to like figure things out and when I was really like not having it and I couldn't carry the weight of this anymore. I really did have like I, times where I thought that maybe I should just like, you know, end this. Um, trigger warning. But maybe I should end this because I wouldn't want to suffer all throughout my life dealing with this. I wouldn't want to carry this burden anymore. And I really had those moments. I really thought of it like as young as grade six, as young as first year. I was just like, you know, maybe let maybe it's just easier to end the 
this and things because I, I don't really know what to do anymore. And I guess that's what goes through the minds of a lot of people like me. Because I never had any control over it. And if I did, I wish I did. I probably would have not chosen this path. I would have probably not wanted myself to go through a hell lot of things just to be who I am today. Don't get me wrong. I'm proud of who I am today. And I would, wouldn't have it any other way. But like back then, if you were giving me that, that chance at that moment, I would have probably chosen something else because I wouldn't want to go through all this and all this pain and all the burden. So I knew what I was feeling. It was hard. And I just came up to this like warm and open person. And we, like it was in the canteen and I was just telling her how hard it is. And I told her like, she was my best friend. And I was like, I, I have a lot of best friends in this life, but she was one of the first that I cried to. Like that was the first moment that I cried out for help, that I cried out how hard it was for me. And nobody knew it. Nobody knew it at home. Nobody knew how I was feeling. They only could see the external parts of who I was. And I was able to, like, let myself out here to her. And she's been there. She's been... She's been there, and she's still here. And in all parts of my life, she's been very supportive. And I'm really grateful to have her in my life. Grateful that I was able to open up to her the first time. Shout out to you, Alyssa. (laughs) I love you. I'm sorry, I have to mention your name, but I love you. And yeah, I've, I've made wonderful best friends in my whole life. I also made one in third year where she made me feel like really, really welcomed in life. And and I saw her struggles and she saw mine. And we've just like had this silent connection of like, hey, I'll be here with you. And I had many of those growing up and I value them so much. I mean, it's not as much as everybody because not everybody understood who I was, but they were there. They, they, were the, they were the ones who saw me more than just being a gay person or more than just my sexuality. They saw me as a person. They saw me as me and they loved me as me. And, and it's beautiful. So I have those. I had those. I guess with all those friendships that I've made, those are the things that made me confident about myself and confident for who I am now. And moving on... Fast forward, of course, there were like, in high school, it was still a blur to me and I still didn't want to accept it and still didn't want to like announce it to the world because I know when I announce it, there's no going back. So my guidance counselor was advising me to just not, if you don't want to answer it, just don't answer it. You're not in, everybody doesn't need to hear the answer now. If you can't answer it, you can't answer it. You can just tell people you don't want to be labeled yet because you don't know the answer. And then fast forward to my first milestone of accepting myself. I did it that I did that first in college and my first year of college. I had friends who asked me, so what are you? Blockmates who have asked me, what are you? And I was like, I really don't know, but I'm not straight. I, I just I have feelings for like boys and I'm not straight. It's just I don't know what to say. I really don't want to say it yet because I'm scared if I do. There's no going back and there is no going back until I joined pep until I met people who made me feel comfortable about myself and I had that safe space. So after like a year or a month, there's actually a term in college where acting myself and being who I was didn't really matter to a lot of people. 
Unlike in high school, where like, oh, you're gay, oh, you're gay, and they're gonna gang up on you, they're gonna bully you, or they're just gonna be like, oh, yeah, that's the gay dude, or that's the whatever. But there were also like lots of gay dudes in our high school that was really out and about and so empowered. I was so envious of them, but I just didn't know how to be like them. So back in, and that's when I opened up. That's when I bloomed like a butterfly in college, where, yeah, um, I slowly accepted who I was. I, it was a beautiful thing, I guess. It was one of those moments where I just accepted, okay, you are gay and you like someone. You're actually with someone. And, and you're learning so much about yourself. You're learning about so many things. And you are. You are, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And in Pep, I was like, I also had a struggle because they had seniors who were like telling us not to act so softly in that they had a tradition of not getting gay dudes in the team. But because things are cha- have changed, they want us to be more stiff. And I actually almost not pushed through with Pep because of that. But there was someone who like a guide, he was like my, um, he was like my Obi-Wan Kenobi of Pep. And he was like, you know, fuck them. Um, just do what you want join this you and you are like more skillful than the others here the straight dudes here and you have a heart for this so do it so i went on i i still pushed through with pep and i loved it every every step of the way i've loved pep i loved cheerleading because it gave me this outlet to be who i was and it made me stronger as a person in trainings and and i did the ideas of pain and hard work, and teamwork, and camaraderie, and so many more. It taught me so many things about myself, and it made me feel good. It made me feel invincible being in that squad. Um, yeah, and then fast forward after college, I realized that I was hiding somewhere. I was just really, like, hiding behind a closet that wasn't meant for me, that wasn't meant to box my whole personality and identity so when i came out mind you i wasn't out to my family yet it was obvious but i would not say anything about the truth yet because i know it would be a hard pill for them to swallow so but i was out in college i was out and everywhere else except home so i had to like i remember telling my pep squad and be like hey my dad doesn't my parents doesn't know i'm gay so you're gonna not treat me like a gay dude okay and they were like oh bro and that's funny because i would remember that and they were like bro 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 even my coach would support me on that and it was just wonderful um so fast forward after college i slowly just like lost care or lost concern about how people viewed me and i just acted the way i was and surprisingly a lot of people have been okay with it and and great with it and yeah, um, I came out to, like, my family accidentally. I was, like, outed to my family accidentally where um, someone had a conversation with my father while he was drunk and just told me, told him that, you know, your son's gay. So I was like, oh, okay. And then a whole lot of issue came through. Um <clears throat> We had to go through a rough patch for at least three months. And that was hard for me. But I, I kind of say, I would want to say that I was kind of prepared for that outcome. Because I knew that outcome would be the same and whatever. But I w- I'm really surprised at where we are now. 
a year ago or two years ago. And I'm really glad that we outgrew that part of our lives. And I know there's still lots of uh, there are lots of hard pill for my dad to swallow as being a gay person. But I am proud of him. I I love him for trying his best, understanding me and my sexuality and and what it is to be someone of in the gay community. I'm not as you know, I'm not as like as worse or unlucky as the others to have parents who have really like a hard time accepting this or wouldn't really want to accept this. So I'm grateful for parents and family members who, who loves me just as the same. And I told them that when I, when that happened, I was like telling them that nothing has changed. Actually, you just knew the truth. The way I has, have been acting, the way I was around you was me, was something real, was something that, is like uniquely me. So, I hope in this storytelling of mine, which is like, I actually winged this. Um, this was not scripted much. Um, there wasn't an outline that I wanted to share, but I just really wanted to show you like a struggle as a gay person and what it feels like to be in my shoes growing up. If you can imagine yourself growing up in your puberty stage or elementary stage, you know that there were a lot of other problems that was going through your head. And like one of these things, being gay, is such a struggle because you just you're not only against yourself anymore, you're also against so many other truths and so many other misconceptions and so many other stereotypes about your sexuality. And a lot of people want you to be boxed in that. So I encourage you to like Look at people as humans, more as persons, as human beings, more than their sexuality. Because I think they're more than that. They're not defined by that single aspect of their life. We are not defined by that way. So I want you to look further, look deeper, and see that person more than just their sexuality. More than just one aspect of their lives. And I guess... That would help us to be more compassionate and loving towards other people and also to ourselves as well. Uh, yeah, I would just want to end on that note. For anyone who is struggling with this kind of thing, this, this trouble of self-discovery and accepting who you are, just know that a lot of people have went through this and, and that going through this is part of it, but... The only way through it or the only way over it is to go through it. So that's one thing that you should always remember is that you're going to have to go through a lot of ups and downs just to be happy and proud of who you are now. But trust me, when you get there, it's worth it. It's worth to feel comfortable in your own skin, being open and genuine and true about who you are. It's a nice feeling, and I hope that you would have a support system and a family and a group of people who would support you just as they would support anyone else, regardless of gender. And if not, know that there will be people like that. People like me. People like them who would be speaking in my future episodes that you would see and know and hear, and who would want to provide you a safe space to be who you are. Find that. Find your north. Find everything that makes you feel happy and proud about yourself and people who support you in that. Because trust me, I do. So if you're one of us, 
please do let me know. And if you're having troubles with it, I'm not gonna out you. Just if you need someone to talk to, I'm not gonna be that someone who outs someone. It's just talk to me about it. You can just send me a message in all those social media channels I've had, or send me down a comment and or a review down in my YouTube or Apple Podcast. Just know that there are people who wants to hear you, who wants to know you. And like accept you for who you are. Who can do that? So with that in mind, I hope you get ready for the next episodes that I have. Because I bet you that these episodes that I prepared for Pride have been something close to my heart. And have been something that I prepared for really well. And with all other people. And are stitched with good intentions. So... This is, again, Love, Growth, and Freedom with Adrian Duarte. See me on Spotify, Podcast, Apple Pod... Oops. <laughs> Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker, YouTube, and so many more. I just want to thank you so much for dropping by. Love you, love you. So have a great day and happy Pride! We are Independent Podcast Network. We are Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate. Would you like to hear your brand while supporting quality podcasts? Contact us now at advertise at guerrillapodcastsyndicate.com.